This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. One of your hosts, Blake Rafino. It gets difficult doing that, Joe. You know what I mean? Like when you go six shows a week and you say, hey, I'm your host, Blake Rafino, and then you got Jeffrey Dahmer. Okay, okay. You know what? You know, is that is that the energy that we're starting off with? Is that what is Well, that listen, I, I mean, the, the truth be told, the truth be told. Yes is that, you know, we don't have many games today. Actually, only one college football game today, so we got to start the energy off the, uh, you know, pretty big. Actually, now, wait, wait, I, that's, in, that's incorrect. We have two college football games today. Oh, yeah. Who's know, the yeah. FCS game today? Uh, South Dakota State, Holy Cross. Yeah, uh, can I tell you something? A little underwhelming. Can I tell you yes. something? Absolutely yes. nobody cares. Come on, man. <laughs> actually, actually, what you, what you, actually, actually, did you see old boy last night take the beer and drink it? Yes, that was the oh highlight of the night. That was fantastic. I, I should know if they won or not, but I think they, they didn't. They, they did not. I don't think. Yeah, that's, I felt I fell asleep look. with my newborn. But regardless, and then uh, speaking of SCS, former LSU quarterback. Lindsey Scott, I was told, uh, broke Joe Burrow's touchdown record. If I'm not mistaken, Pooh, am I am I right on that? Um, broke Joe Burrow's touchdown record. I think he now has yeah. 68 touchdowns. Which, Joe, I'm going to tell you something. And what we could, you know, this is there. People aren't here to listen to this. The Southern Conference has been spending a lot of money to get better facilities, get better program because you have team, you have conferences like the Sun Belt. Uh, Pooh Bear says the the Incarnate Word and Sac State Sacramento uh, you know Sac State game was amazing. That was amazing. But 
you know, you got teams like the Sun Belt and other conferences trying to pluck these teams. Yeah. So they're now having to spend money. So Frank Selfo, and we've this is just a side note, who is Southeastern's head coach. I went on a – I don't talk a lot of FCS, but I went on a little bit of a rampage this week and saying if you get outbid, I'll show you what media looks like. Like, you, you get mad <laughs> that you don't have media. I'll show you what media looks like because, Joe, the truth is ESPN Plus has given the Southland Conference and these playoff teams. Each team is, uh, from what I understand, is splitting $500,000 a piece. Yes. So, if that's, if that's accurate – the more you go into this game and you're splitting half a million dollars and you're, you know, he may, you know, a coach makes $400,000 and you get that back to back weeks and you get outbid by a team that, that literally sucks. I'll show you media some bitch, you know, like I, I, you know, anyway, not to get down the, the, you know, the FCS rabbit hole. Anyway, we do got a lot to talk about Joe, the transfer portal uh, opened up on Monday a lot of big names. Drake May said that he was returning. I still don't believe that. I don't we, know we if can I. Talk, we can talk about it, but I don't think that 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 window is entirely shut. And I well, I don't. I know it might be shut this year. And, it might be shut this year. I don't think it's shut for his college football career. Well, realistically, he's going to declare. Based the whole reason for him leaving and the speculation was that he wanted to be better positioned for that NFL jump following next season, but. You know, again, I'm putting. But he's a true freshman, though, correct? No, he was a redshirt freshman. Redshirt freshman, okay. He he's going to be a part of next draft cycle, which a lot of people are are speculating to be one of the most talented quarterback groupings that we've ever had because we've got JJ McCarthy, we've got Caleb Williams, and we've got Drake May, three guys that very well could go in the top five. Um, but I we, again, we can talk about that. I just don't. I think that the window is still open for maybe the springtime or. It doesn't close until January 18th, I want to say. So there's he might be blowing a little smoke until somebody comes in with a little more money. Yeah, you can, you know, because he didn't make a, an elaborate post. He just said, Daddy's home yes. or something. Uh, Zachary yeah. Ross in the comments, Pooh, you don't have to bring it up. I'll answer that right quick. I think that there is a lot of truth behind the WH stuff. A lot of truth behind it. So, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, so, look, a lot of kids entering the portal – um, we will talk about this. Texas A&M, 22 players in the portal. So, I, I you know, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on that. We'll touch on some other SEC teams. I'll ask you some questions about the SEC. Anthony Richardson announced that he's going into the NFL draft, which I think is bizarre. But you had a pretty hot take on him in reference to him going into the NFL, you thought that he was a better prospect than a couple of QBs. So we'll, we'll, we'll touch on, hold on, hold your thought. We'll, we'll, we'll touch on that. And then this week, this is what we're going to start to show off with. You probably not like it. So you were part of the charity stripe on Monday or Tuesday or whoever. And y'all got to talking about, um, the Heisman trophy tonight, which we'll kick off with our winners. And the USC faithful absolutely tried to obliterate me. Our co, our, our colleague Lindell White, and myself got into it. Um, I had one person tell me to hang myself in the DMs from USC fans. Stop. Really? Yeah, they told me to go hang myself. Look, I'm going to say this right now. <clears throat> that does not surprise me because USC fans, and I, like I, I say this without any, you know, I'm not holding back or anything. I think USC fans are the are the the, the shittiest worst fans in, in college football. Uh, they are incredibly disrespectful. I, I have 
it, like it doesn't surprise me that Caleb painted his nails because it is a classless college football program and it is a classless fan base. They, they just this is how they operate. This is how they operate. They are, and I know that there are co- crazy college football fans everywhere, but it does not surprise me that they do shit like that. And there's a reason why I hate USC. I do. I can't stand them. I know that they're the biggest rival for my favorite team in Notre Dame, but stuff like that and the way that they have acted and the arrogance that they always act with is the reason why I can never get behind USC. Well, we'll we'll touch on that because yeah. I might go. We might have to clip this because I I might go bananas. Uh, I touched on it this week. And I, I, I talked about it, but we'll pick our Heisman Trophy winners here today. You know, I got – so we, we can – actually, you know what? We can talk about that now. But before we do that, let's get to a couple of things. Everybody go over – listen, Joe, I hit my parlay last week. We talked on Saturday sh- or Sunday show. Yes. Um, shout out to Dallas. Shout out to the Vikings. But where I was using that and betting on that and hitting the parlay was our good friends over at betonline.ag. Guys, use your mobile device today. To sign up for free, use the promo code BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V, that's BELIEVE50. You'll get 50% off your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Always quick, always accurate, always on time. That's our good friends over at betonline.ag. Again, B-L-E-A-V50, and get that 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit. All right, so Joe, let's use this, and we'll get into the show. Let's start off with the Heisman, but Jonathan Littleton says, hashtag Ask Blake, are you and Joe Dahmer going to keep the SEC show going after uh, the football is over? It's a highlight of my Saturday morning. Yes, we will. I guess yes. we can announce that. Yes, we'll be keeping it through the offseason. We might miss a Saturday or two, you know, like go on vacation, holidays. Yeah, Christmas Eve's on a Saturday. so I, Yeah, I we're not going to do that. Yeah, we're not going to do one on you know Christmas Eve. Um, unless I want to be divorced. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Um uh. So let's start off there. Joe, I made a pretty big, and I'll open this floor up to you. I made a pretty big statement this week of me saying I would never vote for Caleb Williams. It got to former USC running back Lindell White and even got to Caleb Williams with him liking the tweet. I said, I understand that this is not a two-year award, okay? And, And I get that. But Stetson Bennett to me, and look, let me say this too. I don't give I, – I thought Hendon Hooker got, got snubbed, okay? If Hendon Hooker were to win this award, I think it would be deserving. If Stetson Bennett, Max Dugan, C.J. Stroud, for crying out loud, I, I don't care who wins the award, honestly. The only thing that I cared about is you can't write on your fingernails F you, Utah, okay? When you and then do get your so, ass beat the way that he did. And too. then get your ass beat the way that you did. And here's my biggest complaint. Here's my biggest complaint. And people say it's apples to oranges, but no, it's not. When LSU, as an example, went to UCLA last year, and Ed Orgeron said, why don't you come down here and tell me that to a fan and take that sissy blue shirt off, the LA media was outraged, completely outraged by Ed Orgeron saying, take off your sissy blue shirt. But now, now that it doesn't fit in their narrative, that Caleb Williams, well, he can write whatever he wants on his pretty little fingernails. I don't care that he's writing something on his fingernails. I don't care that he's promoting his mom's business. The message is being sent, and you're individualizing yourself. It was the whole talk during the entire pregame show when they got them cheeks clapped. Yeah. So spare me, and there's an integrity clause in the Heisman. 
if you're going to go after Cam Newton, if you're going to go after uh, who else was the other one? Uh, Cam Newton, who Johnny uh, Manziel. Johnny Manziel. And then I read an article that they didn't want Steve Spurrier to win the Heisman because he was smoking cigarettes before a game. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's hilarious. <laughs> I didn't know that either, but I did my research on it. I turn it over to you. A am I crazy yeah. here? No. And this isn't a year where Caleb is – there's a lot of times when we have Heisman Trophy winners where, it, like, from the start of the season to the end of the season, it's like, oh, this guy's going to win the award. There's no one else any anywhere close. There's no argument against why he shouldn't win it. This isn't one of those years. There is a debate that could be made for all four of those guys. Some are weaker than others, but there's still a debate and an argument that could be made for, I would argue, three of them. I wouldn't include C.J. Stroud in that debate. Because of that, I agree with you. I don't think Caleb Williams deserves to win the award. I, I agree. The, the integrity clause is what it is, and I don't think that that is going to factor into it that much because there's a, there's a lot of ambiguity on what you can determine is actual integrity in those situations. There's, there's there's a lot of ways to interpret it. But for me, just as like an individual athlete and as a football player, you have to have a mutual respect for your opponent before you play the game. And my co-host, Sean, who was an offensive lineman at an FCS program as well, he made a good counterpoint to me that like, like, okay, well, what are these guys saying on, does, you know, on the field to each other? That, like, doesn't, ma that doesn't matter because I was a part yeah. of that too. But here's the difference. You see this little thing right here. If you're listening to us on the podcast, radio, wherever you're listening, I'm wearing a shirt that says LSU. Okay. The bottom line is, is that's not out in the public. You're not listening to me. You're not listening. And I'm just, look, if you got kids around you, just turn the volume down. Kids aren't seeing me tell Fletcher Cox that I think he smells like cottage cheese, okay, that he, he fucking sucks. Your kids watch these games. So yeah. I'll give an example. I have 11-year-old nephew. Okay, we're sitting there watching the big the Pac-12 championship game, and they show his fingernails, and they blur it out, but they say that it says F Utah on it. You don't hear me telling somebody to go fuck themselves on the sideline. What you are hearing or what you are seeing is him putting that. It's a stupid argument. It, 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 it is a stupid argument because no 11-year-old is hearing me tell the guy in front of me that his mama needs to come get her knee pads from my house. That's the kind of talk <laughs> that happens during a game. You know that, and I know yes. that. So yeah. spare me that, oh, what are they saying when no one's listening? It doesn't matter. It, it's a fact that it's able to be seen, and you have uh, – there's not – Kids watch this game. And yeah. what happens when an 11-year-old wants to go to his mom and dad and say, Daddy, can I paint my fingernails saying, fuck UCLA? Right. Right. No, that, so that's like part of the argument here. And I, I am a, a big supporter of, of talking shit during a game. Me like, too. I, Me I, too. I have heard some ungodly things uh, coming out to snap on, on field goals after touchdowns. Like some of the craziest shit that I don't even want to repeat on this show. But – I, separate from that, separate from the trash talk, it, it's exactly what you're saying. There again, there is a mutual respect for for me for an opponent that you. It's classless. It is such a USC move, and like this is something that my dad would say is that like, oh, that's such a USC classless thing to do. Blah blah blah. <laughs> but and I think he said something along those lines. My dad was so pissed when we lost to Notre Dame after or um, USC Notre Dame lost to USC when he did the fingernail thing. Um, it just it doesn't it's not a proper representation of how you should be 
representing yourself as an athlete, stepping into a game. Again, talk shit when somebody tackles you and you're in their face. Talk shit. I encourage it. I love that stuff. It's a part of the game. But to do that, it is a completely different step. And I'm not sitting here because I'm soft and I and, and I, that was like yeah, a that was argument a... to do, which is stupid. Like we've we both played the game. These people telling us that we're soft that haven't played past high school or haven't played past JV are the ones who's making this argument. But it's not about softness. It's just like if somebody did that stepping into a game, I'd want to beat the shit out of them. Like that's the approach. No doubt. It's a different level of like, I want to take you out of the game. It's like, really, that's how you're going to treat us. We're coming after you. And that's what Utah did. Utah's way more physical than USC. And they beat the shit out of him to the point where he was, he was injured. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that it was a direct intent to injure him, but they came after his ass. They really, really were, had an intent. It seemed like to punish him. And that's the result. Like, you can't get your ass beat, get injured, play like crap after putting that on your fingernails and then act all like, what was me? I just don't think that it, it is such a, a, a horrible representation of what a football player should be doing stepping into a game. Yes, we read the comments. Just because we don't put them up doesn't mean we're not reading them. <laughs> I, so, that was, so, if you noticed, I didn't respond to anybody who said that that's a soft take. The only people I responded who actually try to have somewhat of a relative – argument look I, I, i'm not voting for him and everybody said well take this guy's heisman vote well first off i don't have a heisman <laughs> vote S- second off if i did it's my vote okay so now you're mad because and you're trying to dictate what my vote is and and you know i'm not going down that political rabbit hole but the bot the bottom line is you can't make those things and not have repercussions when he liked, and I said this on my show this week, when Caleb Williams liked my tweet, when Caleb Williams liked my tweet, and it was the pettiest move he could have ever done. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so I so I got to you. So so right. we got to you. So here's what I do know: Has he done things with his fingernails about you know suicide awareness and all and other kinds of things like autism awareness? Yes. When you do something like that, there's nothing different than as an example. So, so here's my thing, too. And this I will end it and then we'll pick our Heisman yeah. Trophy winner. If you remember, I'm old enough to remember that they made Tim Tebow stop writing on iBlack Bible verses. Do you remember that? Yes, I remember that. So if they, you're going to make about that, if you if you if you're going to make and they called it an integrity thing. When you're going to write things on your eye black, a Bible verse, every single week, that then in turn, then in turn made a lot of people go and read that verse. What's the message that Tim Tebow's sending this week? And you had a problem with that. And we've had, and again, I'm going to make this statement. I don't want to go down the rabbit hole. You have problems with him kneeling on the field, Tim Tebow. Let's not get to other people kneeling on the field and having that discussion because I don't want to go down there. But my point is, is people getting mad over over guys like Tim Tebow or Kaepernick or whatever, okay, taking these on the field for either social justice issues, for, hey, I am a godly man, whatever it may be. So you have an issue with that, but you don't have an issue with Kayla Williams writing F Utah on his fin- little, pretty little fingernails. Yes. What, one final thought on this, by the way. Most of the people who support Caleb doing it 
are like I haven't seen anyone outside of the the USC fan base or USC adjacent fan bases like people that have like loose affiliations with it. I haven't seen anyone that supported the decision that's not a USC fan. Which is, I have not either. I have not either. It, it, it's really strange, and I I guess you give the fan base credit for standing behind your guy, and, and that's uh, fine. That it's like yeah. an Italian family. You always right, wrong, or indifferent. You stand behind yes. your person, right? Yeah. When, when your guys do something stupid, you still stick behind it. And like I, I get, again, I respect the fan base for for leaning into the bit, but at the same time, I don't think anyone outside of it agrees with that decision. Like I don't think anyone who is not a USC fan for the most part doesn't believe in that decision. It seems like across the board, a lot of people hate it. There's different varying degrees of how much it's kind of getting to people where like for us, like we wouldn't give him a Heisman vote. Some people would just think it's, it's, it's very wrong for him to have done it. But again, I, it is just a horrible, stupid thing for him to do. Classless, classless program, classless player. It's not surprising. Well, I will just say this, and, and Hale Mendoza brings this up. Good remembering T-Bowing. You, were, it was a whole thing. Remember? Yes. It yeah. really and truthfully, T-Bowing set social media to a different level. I, I remember going on, like creating Twitter because of T-Bowing, yeah. watching all these people doing the T-Bow, and so I, I, I just it, it gets to a point where. So many people have issues with other things besides, like, either. And, and, look, I don't really care what side you stand on with Tebow or Kaepernick. You, I, I feel like in this country, as Army and Navy play today, the people that fight for this country, our producer in the Army who fought for this country, you have the right to have your own decisions. However, you there's got to – Joe, there has to be a line in the sand that says, okay – well, if you're going to do this, a guy who's praising the Lord or his Lord or his God, and then a guy fighting for social justice, those same people better have Ed Orgeron for the sissy blue shirt. There's got to be a line in the sand. That's all I'm saying. So who would yeah. be your Heisman Trophy winner? I said Stetson. And look, I'm throwing stats out of this one. Okay. I, am I wrong? Probably. Probably. Okay. Is Caleb going to win the award? Probably. Probably. Um, but I don't care if you vote Max. Drew. I, th I, I, am, I am shocked that they left Hendon Hooker out of this. Yeah, I'm really disappointed that Hendon didn't get in. And like I was talking about earlier, how a lot of years we've got a guy from start to finish that's just like far and away, like, oh, my God, this guy's going to win the Heisman. We, we all thought that that was going to be Bryce Young, Hooker, Joe Burrow, uh, yeah. who else? I mean – Joe Burrow, I think, is, like, one of the biggest, most recent ones that we can think of. Right. Like, oh, this guy's winning the award. And, and Hendon was on that trajectory until he got hurt, and it's, it sucks that that's how it played out. And I, I wish that the, the voting didn't have such a, a recency bias. And because of that recency bias, Caleb's going to win the award. Right. My pick, though, and I did a video on this on my channel. You're going to pick Duggan. I, I, I'm picking Max Duggan. I, 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 I firmly believe that, that Duggan has had multiple Heisman moments. He has, he has stepped up to the occasion more than any of these guys that are, are on this, this voting list to bring his team in major comebacks to win them football mm -hmm. games. And he mm -hmm. almost did it against Kansas State, and I think that might have been his most prolific comeback attempt out of any of the ones that he's done this season, where he couldn't even find open guys, and the plays that he was making uh, with pressure in his face is, is astounding. I think that, that that Duggan has had a fantastic season. He is the reason why that they've had success. And that's what we talk about here with the Heisman and for voting for it. it it's a most valuable player award. 
And it's a guy who you have to consider who is helping their team win when he's got limitations with his roster on a week-to-week basis. Mm-hmm. And that TCU roster, we've talked about it all, all, all the time on the show. They're fine. They've got defensive uh, depth issues along their defense. <laughs> they're dookie. They're, not the they're, the worst, they're the worst yeah, playoff they're the team most- that we've seen. They're the worst playoff team that yeah. we've seen. They're a really well-coached defense. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. They're a really well-coached defense. They, they're they they're not as talented as any of the other top four teams. That's right. With five-star athletes, draftable prospects. There's a couple guys, but that's really it. For Duggan to do the, the, the things that he has done this season, and he is the reason why, the main reason why that they are the, the, the number three team in the country and playing in the playoff, it is purely because of his efforts and his performances this season. And I think just from that alone, I have to give it to him. I don't want to give it to Stetson just purely off of the argument that he has a lot more of a supporting cast around him than Duggan does. And I, I feel like there's a little bit of an SEC bias with that decision. To, that is a lot of John Deere. It's a lot wearing. of John Deere. He thinks so. <laughs> watch this. Hey, what is on your hat? I'm a reindeer. And what's on your shirt? Reindeer. <laughs> I'm a reindeer. A reindeer. He thinks it's Christmassy because it's a reindeer. It has That's nothing to do. Hey, hilarious. you go. Hey, you go. You go cut the grass out there on the tractor today. Yeah. <laughs> that is hilarious. All right, Daddy's doing the show. Go play. But see you, Spider Man. I, <laughs> I I have to go to a Christmas party later, and honestly, I think I, in that same spirit, if I can find some John Deere stuff. I might do the same thing. Yeah, he thinks it's a reindeer. So (laughs) basically we live, you know, look, we live in the South. So obviously, you know, anyway, I'll, uh, (laughs) I mean, Pooh's not wrong here. Our producer, he says, I mean, John Deere is just Rudolph's cousin. I mean, it's not, I mean, he's not wrong. Um, Let me, getting back to this, the the Duggan thing. Yep. And I think somebody said it in the chat, uh, Jerry Zimmerman, he is a warrior. I, I will say that he won me over last week um, by his efforts. Um, I don't care. And look, I've given him a lot of a lot of flack. I have. But th- he won me over. I, I will be honest. I-, I think the guy is just an absolute stud when it comes to toughness. And I wouldn't be shocked at all if he won it. Uh, at all. All right. So we all think Caleb Williams is going to win tonight, which is absolutely, you know, <laughs> whatever it is. Um, but we do have a college football game today. And then I want to get to Texas A&M getting back to the SEC. Uh, I don't want to spend, I, I don't know. I hadn't watched Army and Navy play a lot. But what I will say about this game, Joe, it's it should unify the country. And I, I don't, I have, a, I, I don't think that it will. But this is a day in college football that we should all separate ourselves in reference to what we all believe because these young men have it tougher than anybody in college football. There's no other person on a college football campus or campus that has it tougher than they do. They go and do PT, then they go to practice, then they got to go to study hall, then they got to go, you know, whatever it is that they do. This game has always been big to me because my, my grandfather, one of my grandfathers was in the army and was a prisoner of war in the Philippines. And he'd always screamed at damn Navy, nothing but steers. And you know what, in the, you know, in the Navy. And so he would, he would get bitter and he was not a football fan really. 
Mm. And he would get so mad. He goes, Navy's got nothing but he's over there. And <laughs> and so I just remember of a good old time when my grandfather would literally have the entire family over and we would watch this game. Like that, like I'm gonna I'm gonna get a little emotional on the national anthem because I remember my grandfather who was, you know, in a in a what I don't want to call it a camp, but you know, we you know, we all know what World War II was like. He had arthritis really bad. His hands were like this. He walked with a crutch my entire life. He struggled his entire life after being a prisoner of war. And when he when I would see him stand for the national anthem during this game, Joey, it, you know, like it makes me emotional, you know. And so, go Army, beat Navy. But then I can't say that because my other grandfather was in the Navy. So, go Navy, beat Army. And then our producer, you know, he. I don't poo if you can in the uh, in the chat. How many years did you serve? And even our our producer right now served in the army as well. So I guess growing up, what did this game mean to you? Yeah, I don't have any direct affiliations. I do have um, multiple family members that that did serve as well. Um, but the, my family has been so hard as a uh, as Notre Dame fans that we, there's always a, a, an, a, a not an affiliation but an attention to this game because. I mean, back in the day, some of the greatest rivalries in like the early 1900s was Army, Navy, Notre Dame. Like that was synonymous right. and with Rutgers. Yes. <laughs> you like, New Jersey yeah. boys could play football once upon a time. Yeah, one, one, <laughs> so could Princeton, which is, which is even more ironic. <laughs> and but, Harvard. But back in the in in the history of the game, anyone who's a historian of the game, like like I am, like there there are so many uh, momentous pieces of football history that are connected to this rivalry and to both of these football programs. I don't think that you have the current college football landscape without both of these teams just existing. They have created the momentum and the awareness for, for football that we have today because it was it was a, a sense of pride and a connection for a lot of things that you're talking about. People serving at the time in either world war uh, in, in multiple wars from then on out that picked an affiliation based on what branch they served in um but no these these uh th this game is always fun to watch the big reason why i i fucking love watching this game is it's so old school that we see both these teams just run the shit out of the football uh and run it like so aggressively at each other so that's why i'm always going to be a huge fan of this game that we can have a little bit of a blast of the past and watch these guys go up against each other just really hard-working kids like you're talking about really tough kids that you know, you wish that some other guys at other programs were as tough as these kids. So I uh, always have a lot of fun watching this game, and I'm going to be very tuned into to watching this. Well, shout out to Pooh Bear. He said 12 years in the Army, but he also, like a great Army man, says beat the semen. Oh my God! And their little white suits. I will tell you. I, I will. I will tell you this. Um, when all of them are dressed to the nines, you know, like they do the prisoner exchange and. You know, like that was it five poo was it five or six, you know, of each you do the prisoner exchange and it's just gonna be a great time. And I will tell you, I I only wanna watch it one time a year. I love watching two triple option teams going at it. It is so fun. It brings you back to the old school. So yes. uh shout out to the uh the services. I feel like the Air Force gets let out, but you know, Army and Navy are the ones that started this off. You know, so yeah, but, and yeah, our Air, Air Force is, is the best of all three of them right now. Yes, right. They're, they're way more fun to watch, and they they actually they produce a couple NFL guys a, a, a year, it, 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 very consistently. They 
I know. I do kind of wish that there was a way to get them involved. There should be some type of uh, armed forces playoff. Get VMI, get the Citadel in there. Um, have you ever been, by the way, have you ever been to the Citadel? No, I have I not. feel I like have... every time I go there, I feel like I'm in the, uh, the, what's that show called? You know, with the dragons, uh, Game of Thrones. I'm like, Game I'm going to the Citadel. <laughs> Wait, did, did uh, Southeast from Louisiana play the Citadel? Is that uh, no, I went, no, I went there for like, uh, uh, believe it or not, we had, oh God, we did like a boot camp training for offensive linemen. And oh I, yeah, yeah, I'm just like, listen, that sounds horrible. It was horrendous. It was absolutely horrendous. All right. I want to get to this one thing. I want to get to the portal and then we'll get Jenna Dolson in here is going to be joining us. Yes. It's our birthday weekend. You know, she's going to be out there in the club Happy shaking birthday, it. Jenna. You know, I thought it was your, you know, birthday. She's going to be out there in the club shaking. Boots, boots, boots. <laughs> All right. I, I do. I, I do want to get to this though. Um, Joe, with the portal opening up, um, Texas A&M has 22 players in the transfer portal. Brothers, so let me, let me I, I'm not advocating for, for A&M to fire Jimbo. Like, I, I'm not advocating for that. You owe him a lot of money. Joe, they might have 50 scholarship players next year. They, they, they might have 55 to at max 60 players on scholarship next year when you're supposed to have 85. The, the stuff going... The stuff going down in A&M right now is absolutely insanity. The weird thing, though, with Texas A&M is that, like, I, I sit here and I agree with, with that sentiment. But at the same time, the funny part about it is they're also kind of refueling in the process. Like, they just got Ruben Owens, who is the number one running yep. back in the class, yep. to commit, who's a five-star player. So it, it, I don't understand how Jimbo is doing this and, and the, the process in which he's doing it. But he is – right, it's the money. But he is somehow retooling with the same caliber of players. That's why I'm – like, on paper, losing 22 players is horrible. It's, it's really bad for the development of your roster. Uh, and like you're talking about, it's scary for next season. But he's also, again, like in a position where he might be fine. And the other thing, too, to consider – a number of these guys that were that are leaving, there are a lot of reports of of number of these guys doing very questionable things and not being fit up to the standard of a winning culture. Like the the one kid I'm blanking on, what is Denver name Harris? Well, which one was the one who live streamed himself um, while he was speeding through uh, Denver Harris? Garage? It was Denver mm -hmm. Harris, and then there were other guys that entered the portal that got in trouble for smoking weed when they weren't supposed to. Denver be, Harris. And there, but there were other guys that were lumped in with him as well. So the guys that weren't really caught up to the standard that Jimbo was looking for, it's not that bad for them to be losing guys that weren't willing to participate and be a part of that. You could argue that Jimbo doesn't have control over his roster. That's a separate issue. He's always kind of had problems controlling guys and getting guys to behave properly like young men. Um, but I, they might be fine because he does a good job recruiting, which is so bizarre to think that he can recruit, but he can't keep the kids. Well, here's a problem that I have, and they're not going to have depth. And that's the biggest issue <clears throat> because you're going to have injuries. You're going to have guys that will have to be out. But they have 12 commits right now currently two, on 247. 12 hard commits right now. Now, listen, the commits that they have are top tier, like David Hicks, Ruben Owens, Chase Besantis, Bravion Rogers, Dalton Brooks, Javon Thomas, TJ Shanahan, Colton Tomlinson. Uh, Damon Sanford. They got dudes, like some really good dudes on that team. 
are coming in, but they don't have enough. And when you're lo- – so here's the thing. They're losing 22 players to the portal, but the problem with that is – and the bigger issue here is everybody told me last year, a year ago today, is that, oh, my God, A&M, NIL, so-and-so's behind, this team's behind, nobody's going to be able to beat A&M. And, Joe, at the end of the day, it's all coming out. If, if anybody's watching, it's coming out as it's a big old fat piece of bullshit about how much these kids are being paid. I'm going to yeah. tell you this right now. Your boy, Jaden Rashada, who's going to Florida, Joe, I would put all of my money, my house up for sale, sell all of my vehicles if he makes $9 million. There's just no way that that's happening because why is, you know, and so we'll, we'll get to Anthony Richardson here too. Anthony Richardson's going to hit the NFL draft. Yeah. Well, then why are you going for a, a quarterback out of the portal if you're paying a guy $9 million within a four-year span? You're not doing that. Bec- yeah, you, the, you, you're just not going to do – they're not going to do that, Joe. I mean – I almost ignore the numbers because, like, we've got a lot of these websites, which there are reputable ones out there. There's also bullshit ones out there that have these NIL valuations. And I, I just – I don't – I think there's a lot of hearsay right now. Like, there is a lot of – uh, inconsistencies with the money and and again i i depict it as okay kids are getting paid but i don't pay attention to the number because like what you're talking about it is very arbitrary it, it you could hear a different thing from one person and another from another and it, it, it's also hard to hold these guys accountable for paying them for you know the deal that that they're coming to play for this university to get them to stay and then there's you know those those arguments of if I just I don't I don't pay attention to the number like that's that's the big key thing here and at the same time the other thing too that comes in the in the, the case for Texas A and M why they're having issues the big bucks are going to attract the wrong kids like that's something that we need to pay attention to and that's exactly that's what a big point A&M. that's a big point so I'll give <clears throat> I'll give an example a lot of teams in the SEC were, were all, you know debating that oh well, Brian Kelly and LSU and Auburn and Florida and everybody's behind an NIL. Sometimes you don't take a kid because he's a sh- he could be a shitbird, okay? Yeah. Um, and I think Texas a and is is foregoing that typical character. And you evaluation. can't do you can't do that. You can't do. Right. I I know I know from a source. I know for uh, you know from I let me just say like this. An eyewitness account of of an upperclassman and a freshman fighting in the locker room, fist fighting in the locker room, because he said you should you're gonna have to go in the portal because I make more money than you. I know, like, coach on the staff, you know, and I'm like, wait, what? Like, it's that bad? And he was like, it, it, it's gotten that bad. And Jimbo's trying to we you know weed through the issues on that team. Now, I will tell you know, so we'll, we'll see on that. We'll see how all that goes. But I do want to get to this because Jen is going to join us in just in one minute. Yeah. Biggest surprise of the of the week to me so far, and it's not remotely close, is that Anthony Richardson entered the transfer. I mean, entered the NFL draft. Joey's not ready. I don't care what you tell me. I don't care what you tell me. And then they had okay. and then Kuiper came out with his big board and said, like, Jane Daniels is behind Anthony Richardson. And, like, Stetson Bennett's behind Anthony Richardson in this draft board grade. And I'm thinking to myself, I think Anthony Richardson's a talented human being. He's not a better prospect. 
if you're going to keep the same argument for Will Levis, you got to have the same argument for Anthony well, Richardson. Wait, wait, but that so that's that's my reasoning why I'm I'm a heavy supporter of Anthony Richardson, and I haven't done my final evaluation on him yet. Uh, I just started doing my 2023 final evaluations this week, and uh, separate thing. But I was watching offensive linemen, which was really fun this week. But the thing with Anthony Richardson. And the argument that we have with Will Levis right now is that, like, this is a really raw kid. He's got all the tools. And he's also approaching – he's either 24 or 25. He's, he's going to be an older rookie when he enter, enters the NFL. The argument that we're going to get throughout the cycle for Will Levis is that he deserves to be a first-round pick because if you tap into those tools and they're actualized – You can't really disagree with that, though. I mean, the dude's got some serious yes. skills. He, he's got legit tools, and he's, he's a really talented player. But my argument is that if we're going to sit here and do that with Will Levis, and again, I don't disagree with the, the premise for Will Levis. If we're going to do that with Will Levis, we should be doing it with Anthony Richardson because I, in my eyes, I watch both of these players. They're both really toolsy players. Anthony Richardson is more talented and has a higher ceiling than Will Levis. It's it's slightly more, but it's still higher than, than Will Levis. But the difference I get between these two guys is that Levis doesn't show up and bring those tools to win football games in the way that you would like him to. You need to get at least glimpses. And of what Anthony Richardson has. Yes, he's when? taken over football. Uh, uh, the way that he played against Utah, there. The way uh, that he okay. Against okay. There so, are both uh, games it's where funny. he stepped up and it, made crazy plays, way more than Will Levis has. I'm, I'm talking about just seeing glimpses of what he could turn into. I don't get a lot of that from from Will Levis, and I think Anthony Richardson has a much more natural feel for the game than Levis does. That's why I'm really high on, on Richardson. Is he's raw as shit. The guy is is just out there playing Balls. ball. But I think his his <laughs> I think his instincts are are fantastic that you give him a couple of years, if Trey Lance can go as high as he did, I, I think that Richardson could turn into a Cam Newton. I know that you know Kyler Keeberson, whatever the hell his name is, you know, kind of clowns on us for making that comparison. But Anthony Richardson can be Cam Newton at the next level if if he if he develops and he takes the time to progress and Stop. become a, a pro-level quarterback. He has that in him. We're talking about prospect ceiling. He's not that right now, but prospect ceiling, he can be Cam Newton. Absolutely. All right. Only thing I'm going to say, then we're going to get to a break and get to Jenna. Yeah. It's funny you said, well, the way that he played against Utah, it's interesting. Why do you think I mean, that I find that to be interesting? Do you not remember? with SEC. And, oh, and oh. Do you remember those debates? USC had to play. They only lost to Utah. They lost to a six and six Florida team. Wait, wait. We're talking about Anthony Richardson here. Why? Uh, but but it's about? funny how people move the goalposts okay. to make their arguments look good. In the words of Screech Powers from Saved by the Bell, checkmate, mother. <laughs> I, I love how we were having an Anthony Richardson debate, and then you just you found a way to loop it back into a shot at me for my you know my arguments. Uh, uh, what do you, why do you and, think we're we're having so much success in this show? It's because I take shots at everybody, and then you know I mean shit. All right, let's do this. Here's the thing: I don't disagree with you on his talent level. I do think that Anthony Richardson can have a higher ceiling than Will Levis. I. I I do agree with that because of his legs and his arm. If he gets more accurate, then God bless it. Anthony Rich is going to have a problem. All right, let's talk about our good friends over at BetOnline.ag. Jenna Donaldson, 
Jenna drinks her birthday weekend. She told me, she sent me a text says, I'm going to the club, fuck everybody. So she's going out uh, in Chicago. How hungover do you think she is? Huh? How hungover do you think she is? 7.6. On a scale of 10, 7.6. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. We're going to find out in a second. That no, be, but see, Jenna, Jenna's a I, bar drinker. You know, I mean, a bartender, you know, bar, she might be like first, a 2.6. Right. I, I don't think, I don't think she's going to be that hungover because one, she's a bartender and probably a little more responsible than you and I when it comes to drinking. But the second thing too, is that this is a, a weekend uh, celebration as that has been referred to us yeah. in the chat or in our text thread that we have with her. So you got to pace yourself. You know, everyone knows that when you're going I don't wild know pace. for the weekend. <laughs> all right, we'll, we'll find out. We'll find out. All right, let's get to her now. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. All right, we are back with the birthday girl. She said she texted us saying she was going to the club. What what you doing this weekend? Give us a rundown of your weekend. Yes. So um, the club was actually a honky tonk. Hell yeah! <laughs> Hell yes! <laughs> it wasn't even a club. Um, no, I. This might be hard because. What do you a consider a honky tonk, by the way? So that's what I'm going to get into. Okay. So this yeah. is really hard for I think people from the south to believe, but. There is a really big country music scene in here in Chicago. Um, and I can believe the, that. It's the Midwest. It's the Midwest, yeah. So uh, yeah. Joe's Joe's on Weed Street is like a staple. It's kind of this like if you play Joe's, you just you kind of go on to do some like really incredible things. Um, so Cameron Marlowe played last night. So we went there. I drank too much tequila. I only had two shots. Um, but when I woke up this morning, I said to myself in bed, I'm like, why in the actual fuck did I agree to do this? Oh, oh, well, so, okay. I agree with that. And when I turned 30, yeah. it got, it got pretty, uh, <laughs> yeah, bad. Um, what do you consider yourself? Uh, what's a honky tonk to, to, to someone in the Midwest? Um, I mean, it's a dive bar, like essentially like okay. dive bar. There's a giant stage, um, live music, um, did any you know, was anybody in the crowd wearing a cowboy hat? Yeah, a lot of cowboy hats, a okay. lot of flannel, a lot of boots. Okay, okay, Re like yeah. legit country people, like legit, like you take them on a ride on my big green yeah. tractor, like those kind of. You'd, yeah, okay. like it's a little okay. bit of both. It's like your city country people, and then there's the country country people. But you'd be surprised how many uh, how many people there are here. Okay, I like it. Category. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Are we are we doing a drink today? What 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 we got here? Are we doing the old fashioned or what we got? We, we are doing an old fashioned. Okay, so let me let me just say this. You love your whiskey. I I do. That's what I was gonna get to. Joe, I mean, he's like, can you put an umbrella in my drink? Type of drinker. Stop. So stop. <laughs> I I 
if it wasn't for me being self-conscious of getting fat, uh, I, I, uh, I, my go-to is always an old-fashioned. So All right. Well, no, listen. No let me just tell you. Let me just tell you this. <laughs> Fuck what anybody's gonna say about you. Okay. If it if it's pleasurable, dude. This guy who's how much you weigh, Joe? One a buck seventy-five. Um, one eighty. Okay, so I'm right then. Shut up about being fat. My rolls say hello to you this morning. Well, I used to be uh, 235, and that did not fit on my 5'10 frame. So I, I have to be a little careful with what I consume. Otherwise, I go back down that, that 230 path. Okay. That rabbit hole. Yeah, okay. That's not good. So let's get to this old-fashioned. Let's, let, let's see what we got here, Jenna. Yes. Okay, so it's my favorite drink of all time. And I wanted to teach everyone how to do it because I think everyone should know how to make an old-fashioned. There's something really sexy about being able to make it for someone, especially like if you're dating someone or honestly even just for yourself. Have yourself your own little nice night. That's what I did yesterday mm. just with a lot of people. So anyways, um, <laughs> I, I love doing them over a giant ice cube. One, because it melts. Um, it doesn't get as watery. So totally suggest doing that. We're going to put that in our glass. We're going to save it for later, okay? We're gonna build this in a mixing glass, okay? You're gonna do three fourths ounce simple syrup. Now, anyone who is either a whiskey drinker or an old fashioned drinker, you can do less simple syrup depending on like your sweetness level, you know? Um, I like to do three fourths. I think it's just the right amount. All right, put that baby in. Next, uh, we're gonna take some Sagamore Spirit Rye Whiskey. Um, again, if you are a first time old fashioned drinker, Totally suggest making this with rye whiskey. Rye is going to be sweeter compared to your regular whiskey. So it goes down a little bit smoother. And I always say it's like a nice kind of introduction into old-fashioned drinking, okay? Um, we're going to do two ounces of that guy. Pour her in. Take our little bitters. Woo! Two ounces. Two dashes. Why did I say two ounces? It's two dashes, okay? Um, take your ice. Pour it on in. And then we're going to stir this baby up, okay? Little James Bond. What does he say? Shake Shaking, not, not stirred. But we're, but we're going to stir, okay? Um, we're we're stirring shaking. this because you don't want to just build it in the glass because it can tend to just sit on each other. Um, this way it really gets nice and blended and you're not bruising your whiskey, okay? Bring it back. Pour her in. Sexy. Okay. Then... God, love a good orange peel. Let's hope I don't. So this is where I get lazy with making these. Is that like to, to what do you do with the with the orange after you cut the peel? Like what do you, do you just you eat it? The, no, you eat it, or you can throw it out. Pour it in, ladies and gentlemen. Hell yes, old fashioned. Hell yes, she's pretty. So listen, now, if I drink this, I'm gonna puke. So I'm not gonna drink this. Right now, <laughs> no, you I'm do not wait. You, you do not waste whiskey. <laughs> No, no, ma'am. Maybe, maybe a little later. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if this is going to cure fridge. my hangover. Okay, hold well, on. yeah, you gotta. If again, if you're having a, a celebration weekend, you kind of got to just like roll into the next day. It's oh the yeah. Only way to well, and yeah, you gotta you gotta start. Just be casual with it. Be casual. Um, yes, if you do have any questions for Jenna, hit us up in the in the chat. Uh, drop them now with a happy birthday. That's true. All right, Jenna, I gotta I gotta ask you. Is it appropriate yes. now that Army and Navy are playing today that I make an old-fashioned and at the top of my lungs after every play scream, America! 
<laughs> it's the only way you should do it. Right. What's more American than an old-fashioned Army, Navy on a Saturday yes. stream in America at the top of your lungs? Nothing. Exactly. Also, go Army, beat Navy. Okay, 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 okay. Yes. Tell us why you're an Army supporter here. Yes. Uh, so my grandfather, well, actually, my grandfather was in the Navy, but my cousin uh, is currently serving uh, in the Army. Mm. He's a Green Beret. So he's wow. not only my cousin, but he's like my best friend too. Um, so he's been serving now for, is it eight years? It's a long, it's been a long time. So yeah, he's, he's currently overseas right now. Um, but mm. yeah, go, just go army because of him. Love him with my whole heart. Um, so yeah. That, well, that's we thank my, him for his service. Life. I mean, there's yes. no, you know, there's no, um, I, I, when we talk about stuff like this, there's not really any words, you know, like no. you can say, you know, like, no, it's the self, most selfless act you can do. Honestly, it's the most selfless thing you can do. And I honestly think it wasn't until my cousin went in that I really started to understand the impact that it has on families. And no doubt, and like that term sacrifice, like we hear it and it kind of gets thrown around a little loosely, but I don't think we actually understand yeah. what it is these men and women are sacrificing because yes they're sacrificing time being away from their home they're serving their country but you know when you think about the 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 impact that it has on not only their bodies but in terms of them mentally like some of these men and women really don't come home the same and we need to find better ways to be able to care for them and make sure that they can you know just really come back into society and we give them this like beautiful platform to be able to thrive because they're doing the it, it's it's why we're like we have a fun job literally all three of us have like really fun jobs like you know what i mean like they're doing something that is like like we can't even imagine this i can't even imagine the stress you know like like even just talking to my cousin like his when he was going through everything he had to learn russian now can you imagine having to learn a new language at like 25 26 years old yeah like that, the, the, how hard that is but it's like he has to do it because that's part of him serving his country so he can do everything else that he's doing and I, and i grant and I guarantee like i don't even think he tells me the the i think he's only tell, showing me like what's on the surface level of what it is that he does but i just i think they're i don't even know what the words are but i i just really wish we could do and show our like gratitude and appreciation for these men and women so much more than we do as a country. Yeah. And, and, and listen, like we talked about this earlier in the show, like, you know, I remember my grandfather standing up for the national anthem with arthritis, couldn't stand, had to use a crutch his entire life, you know? And so like, so today when the game kicks off at two o'clock and they play that national anthem, I don't give a shit what anybody else is doing around me. I'm standing up because mm -hmm. th there comes there comes a time where you got to, you know, like I said earlier, Pooh Bear is, you know, um, it, it served for 12 years. And that flag means a lot of things to a lot of people. And those young men today will do have done something all year that when we're sleeping, our fat asses are on our pillows, jo Joe, you included. We don't think about this kind of shit when they're up at 3 a.m. in the morning while we're sleeping in our beds. There, you know, fire has been taken, you know, they're taking fire. So we, we thank them for that. What else, Jenna, this, this weekend are you doing? You, so what do you do today? What do you do tomorrow as we close out the show? Um, well, after this, I will definitely be going to get a fat cheeseburger. Okay. okay. I, I've never looked forward to a cheeseburger. I think more in my entire life. Um, so I'm going to do that. I have a Christmas party tonight too, with my cousins. 
um, I told my one cousin when he planned this, I said, um, just so you know, it's my birthday week, so I am expecting a cake. And he goes, I'm like, pumpkin, <laughs> you must be gone by midnight. <laughs> well, uh, Joe, I, I, I don't know. You're 30, correct, Joe? Joseph? I'm 30? No, Joe, no Joe's a baby. I'm 30. Okay, I, so I'm Joe, how old, are, how old are you, Joe? I'm 24. God bless it. Joe's a baby. I We've talked about this. Before, I, 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 so both of your names in my phone have a JD next to them, you know, and oh, so, yeah. and so I was yeah. like, oh, so Joe's thirty. And then when I asked, you know, and then you, uh, Jenna oh, said, I'm, I'm turning thirty. I'm like, oh, okay, well, and I didn't even read the text, and so I was like, all right. So now that I know that it's Jenna's birthday, Jenna, are you gonna go out to the club, shake your tail feather? <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely be going out after the Christmas party, <laughs> festivities. Um, and then Sunday, we're having a nice little dinner with the family. So there's this really good Italian place here that has like the best uh, mushroom raviolis. Oh my God. Oh, Maron. Maron. Cool. Al Capone. Al Capone. Yeah, that guy too. He'll yeah. be there. His he great great grandson is hanging out with me. All right, so I'm, I'm just okay. So hold on, are we, are we being serious here? Like, I don't know. No, <laughs> we can be like that, ladies and gentlemen. Jenna, I've never said anything <laughs> wrong to you, day in my life. Uh, I don't want the mob out front of my door. Uh, F this, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. See ya. I'm just joking. All right, but really and truthfully, though, we do gotta go. Well, Jenna, from me happy and birthday, Joe, Jenna. happy birthday. Thank you. Go have fun. And we'll talk to you next week or whenever we do the next show. I, I, we whenever might take we do a week. the next show, yeah. All right. Thank see, you guys. See ya. Happy birthday. All right, Joe, let's close this out. Any other thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, no. Uh, happy birthday to Jenna again. Uh, I am going to go watch the uh, best football game possible right now, which is South Dakota State versus Holy Cross, uh, instead of watching the soccer game. So I, There's only one football in this world, and it, yeah. it doesn't involve a soccer ball. Yes, exactly. All right. I, I, yeah, give me, give me real football, which is South Dakota State football over, over whoever's playing in the World Cup. But which yesterday though was pretty interesting. Croatia, with a yeah. massive upset. Massive yeah, there were upset. people yelling about it in the office. I wasn't really paying attention to it, but yeah. uh, you know, it's fun, I guess. But I'm not going to be paying attention. Sounds good. We'll see y'all next week. Peace out, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.